a little extra Lambo. Coming to you live from the Palatial Podcast Studios right here, South Hill, Spokane, Washington. How are you guys doing? I am sitting here in studio again with my best friend, Mr. Brooks Kling. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. Thanks for inviting me. I got to get this damn mic to sit where I need it to stay. Since I have a lot of notes today for our show. Yeah, you do have a couple pages. Yeah, I got a couple pages. Um, so I, in the last episode, I had told you guys that we are going to, we're going to start talking about preparedness and my theories as to why we need to be prepared and having bug out bags, uh, emergency bags, shelter bags, survival bags. Um, and so we have put together a bunch of notes, um, pulled a bunch of resources to, uh, kind of explain what goes into these bags. And then in the shows to follow, we're going to have professionals. I cannot give their names. They do not want to be named. They do not want to have their their rankings identified. They want to be completely off-grid. Off-grid. They, they just want to come. They want to tell everybody uh, what they know. They want to give the information and then... You know, then I can I can put it out there. Trust me, these guys that I'm going to bring on are badasses. They are fucking badasses. And take the information they give you, use it if you want. If you don't feel you need to be prepared, then don't don't use it. But do your do your neighbors, do your friends, do your family a favor though, and share these shows. They will be very useful here within the next couple weeks leading into winter. Winter. Trust me on this. And so the very first show we're going to do, we're going to do bug out bags. Um, I have I have started uh, creating my own bags. I'm going to create uh, several bags for each of my kids, uh, members of my family. And then we're each bag is going to be a little bit different. That's going to be a different show than what we're going to talk about today, though. Um, we're just going to talk about the, the bug out bags. There are a bunch of different websites that you can get onto. Um, the prepared.com is an amazing site and they break everything down into uh, different levels of preparedness. They have the bags, they have prepping for beginners, they have prepping uh, questions that you might not have the answers to, and then they have uh, the ultimate prepper's guide, I believe, is one of the other pages that it can go to. And it, trust me, it gets way out there on it gets way out there on the ideas and the the setup and the formats that you want to do it's it's a it's pretty amazing but the mug the bug out bag um is better known as a shelter bag the s-h-i-f when shit hits the fan an inch uh never coming home bag and then the good bag get out of dodge so that's that's what we're going to talk about today uh, whatever the name is, this is the one of the most important steps that you will take to being prepared is having this bag because you might only have a couple minutes. You might have a couple hours knowing the circumstances of, of what you need this bag for. Um, Brooksy, what are some scenarios that you can think of that we would need this bag for? You know, I'd probably just start out with just say a natural disaster you know we uh, live in washington you know we have uh of course uh what is uh the yosemite 
park and whatever else uh, you know there's volcanoes there's all kinds of things you know if aliens come oh, yellowstone park. yellowstone park yeah if that blows i hear it's going to be quite uh, catastrophic for you know like pretty much western america so you know like you know without the conspiracy theories of what's going on with the government and everything today you know just think of just think of natural disasters or something that can just you know absolutely happen you know mm-hmm. um you know i just go in that direction right there. Uh, you'll probably feel less crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, then on top of that, you know, what are some of the scenarios you think? I have a national disaster. I have just something, you know, we had a couple of years ago where we had loss of power. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost power for seven days. Uh, luckily, we were able to get a generator from my dad. We were able to bring it up, plug it up to a spike bar and run the run the fridge, run a heater, able to seal off the entryways to the the living room and that was able to keep some of the heat in. Yeah, conserve heat. So, but we were able to run the fridge, so we didn't we didn't really lose that and then uh the the stove was gas, so we were still able to eat. But that having that was um probably something that a lot of people didn't have so what are what are they going to do then at this at this point the other scenario that i have and i I posted it on my personal facebook page today in the stories if you guys want to go look at that it is public you can go see it it's our military there was a general on there that said they only need 24 hours to get everybody lined up and start going door to door to do vaccine mandates go door to door you have your shot you have your shot you have your shot my theory is you're going to say no and they're going to take you to a quarantine camp that's what these isolation camps are for we talked about this in the last podcast um these isolation camps isolation quarantine camps they are going to be our holocaust concentration camps Mm mm-hmm that's that's my theory. It might just be my theory, but I don't think I'm alone in, in this at all. So as soon as we know this, I believe Internet's going down. Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram is gone. Yeah, We're not going to have that, that communication form. Mm-hmm. We've already proven we, we went without it for eight hours and people went nuts. Now our phones are going to go out. Internet's going to go out. How are we going to communicate? Nobody has radios unless you're prepared. But even then, like you and I were talking about before, if you have a radio and they're, they only need 24 hours, you're giving your spot away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll locate you in a hurry. So get your phone shut off. Keep it off. Put it in something. I, I don't. I, I want to ask somebody some detailed questions about that because some phones you can't take the battery out of. Yeah. You have to. The battery has to be in. So what can we put it in, right? Yeah, I think I mentioned before is like if it gets that serious, man, take your phone and just chuck it in the water and you just leave it behind because who knows what kind of uh, um, what they can do with it. Even on the phone, can they, you know, access your phone and, and turn it on without you even knowing? I mean, I don't know that. I'm That's know, a great question. I would say that you leave everything behind that's going to track anything and you just, you know throw it into water hopefully uh hopefully they can't access it at that point but. have have your shit backed up i guess <laughs> i think well i think what we're talking about right now is just have a plan you yeah. know the people that you love and and you know the ones that you're going to go with you when you know when it hits the fan 
you know, you guys, you have to talk about this before, you know, it, you, you can't be unprepared in this situation. You know, again, natural disaster, uh, government tyranny. Let's just say you got a crazy ex-wife or something coming after you, man. You got to bug out, bro. I mean, who knows what's going on? You just got to know. Just grab the bag and go. And we're going to kind of break down these, these bags of what, you know, you should kind of have in, in it. Um, I, I can't ex, uh, express enough. Get on this prepared.com the prepared.com website it will it will help break down make more sense and give you all of the different scenarios that you can have these bags for uh, what we're going to talk about today is four different aspects of a bag because each bag needs to be different and the first bag is going to be your i got to get out of way right now i've got to have something light we don't have vehicles so we've got to carry it the second bag you can if you can grab that bag too. Your bag number three is more for if you have transportation. Bag number four is definitely. Now in bag number three and four, those are more your totes. Those are more your bigger bins, your all that stuff. But we're going to call them bags just to keep everything fluid through the show here. And that first bag, bag number one, that's your most important one. That's going to have your flashlights. It's going to have your knives. It's going to have your tents and all of that stuff. We'll talk about that later on the show. And but I've got a I've got a great breakdown of what needs to be in each of these bags. So stay tuned for that. That will be in one of the segments. Um, your shelter bag, that's your few days. Uh, have some snacks in there, clothing, bedding, some cash, and whatever important documents that you have. I if you have a home computer and there are files on there, you need to get them backed up. You need to have a have a flash zip drive. drive, a flash drive, get everything backed up. I've got a full terabyte hard drive that has everything on it. All of my computers that I've ever had, all my phones that I've ever had, they're on there. So whatever information I have, that damn thing goes with me wherever I go. That's smart. And that I, I, I got to keep that close to the bag, I guess. I, mm-hmm. I have them separated because I've been using it, but that will go with me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Um, but having that flash drive, because if you have stuff that's on your computer, you have stuff that's on your phone that you need, have it backed up regular regularly and have it on your flash drive. Yeah. And then might. that way, if you've got to throw it in the water, like you're saying, you've at least got everything that was on there on your flash drive. Oh, yeah. I, you know, first thing that comes to mind is, is actually having pictures of my children and when they're younger. Uh, I don't know why, but that would be important to me is, you yep. know, not having, you know, all of those memories erased, I guess. So the other bags, you know, you want to have your your tools, you know, whatever tools, uh, survival books. You know, if you're if you're one of these um, guys, families that you're not really the outdoorsy, you're not really the hunters, you're not really the, um, you know, go out camping for a week and build your own fires, whatever. But you understand the situation that we're living in. Grab some books have it with you in paperback form and get paper maps. You know, you can have the big atlas the truck drivers have. You can take that with you, but it's weight that you have. You're not going to be, you know, we're in Washington state. So let's just use Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Montana. Mm -hmm. Those are four states. You don't need New Mexico, Arizona, Nebraska, Illinois, you know, Michigan. You don't need those states. So why take them with you? If you feel that you are going to be moving or, or traveling by foot to these states, I guess take it with you. But I would, re, I would ultimately right now, I would have paper 
because they're going to be more complex. We were talking about back roads. Yeah. On those bigger maps, they're not going to have all those little back roads and cut through farmers' fields and stuff like that to get to another road. On a paper map, on on the folding one, it will be on there. All of those little roads, those backcountry roads, will be on those paper maps. They're more valuable than the the big atlas maps. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I'd probably have a compass along with you too. Yeah, yeah. We'll you know we'll when when we get to that point, I'll have I'll bring it up of what you know should be in your your bag. Mm-hmm. One thing with these bags, there is no perfect bag. Um, it's a good news, bad news situation. No bag is perfect. Uh, too many situations, too many scenarios to cover in one bag. Um, that's why if you can carry, you know, if you have, you know, you have your number one bag, but my, I have one, my daughter has one, my son has one, we'll all have a number one bag but each of them might just be just a little bit different because we don't need to have the same thing in three bags. So, but if then if we can have two bags each, then we can start getting more defined in that second bag that we don't need from the first bag, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So uh, the other bags, you'd have your tools, survival books, medicines and medical supplies, and self-defense gear. Yep. You know, you've got to have that self-defense gear. We're on the run. Let's just say, worst case scenario, we're on the run from something. Military is knocking door to door. You got your vaccine? Nope, you're going to a camp. Yep. Or worse. And it's going to be that that fast. Yeah, what if they shoot you on sight? Or the, you know, extreme worst case scenario. Dude, who knows, man? They did it to the Jews, bro. I mean, I don't know. We hear a lot of Nazi things happening right now. And so, you know, worst case scenario, man, it's it's life or death. And, you know, this would be a moment where you got to get out. Um, I know you, you, you watch other, you watch other videos on the internet, you watch other communications on the internet. And this is, this is becoming widespread, this fear, this theory that they are going to come. Military is going to come. They're going to start knocking door to door. I know here in Washington state, they are already mobilizing around the state. They have four quarantine camps set up already. They're in the process of the fences are up. They're they're armored fenced. You cannot go in. If a, if you go up and you just want to look through, you will be met by security. Armed security. Why? If it's just a building that's being built, what does it matter? Yeah, it's interesting, right? So that's interesting. Why are we putting in the fortification that we are of these buildings if they're just COVID units, like yeah. I've been told? Don't No, you don't need to worry about those. Those are COVID units. Well, it starts out as a COVID unit, but, uh, you know, I think what we all fear is the undesirables, right? You know, the people that don't think like you do, the people that have maybe a different religion, maybe a different uh, political ideology. I mean, it is not popular to be a Trump fan nowadays. I don't know if you paid attention. And so I think there's lots of kind of scenarios where we got to, you know, at least be paying attention to what's happening in the times. Have you, have you watched the movie, the fifth wave? You know, I don't think I have. I made a, I made a post asking if anybody has, has watched it. And of course, you know, I don't get very many comments back because, you know, what do I know? But you take that movie and it's five waves of things that happen. The first one is natural disaster. The second one is disease. The third one is the third one is uh, something else, like and, nuclear fallout um, type thing. Or. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. The f- fourth wave is people just unexpectedly die. The fifth wave is 
what the movie is based upon. So basically, in the movies around aliens that come down. But if you take aliens and just put in our government in, into that spot, it's a lot about what's going today. So they take all the parents. They're using the kids as the fifth wave. Mm. Okay, so you've got to watch the movie to figure, you know, to, to figure out the ins and outs of the of the of the plan. But basically, they're going through, and they have these things in their necks that kind of changes how they look through the optics in the of the helmet that they're wearing because they're soldiers now. The kids are because they went and killed all the parents, the parents who were free thinkers. The parents who could see the manipulation, the parents who knew firearm training, the parents who all that. No, we're just going to have them in a meeting. We're going to talk about what's going on because this is like a survivalist camp almost. And the parents, we need to have all the adults we need to have in there. Well, basically, they went in and got massacred. They went into the rail car. The Jews went in the rail car. No, ladies and children, women and children, go take a shower. You're going to be nice and clean. We're going to put everybody back together. And they got gassed. Same thing in this movie. They just killed off all the adults. If soldiers died while they were in there, then soldiers died while they were in there. But the goal was to kill off all the parents because they needed the youth. The youth they can manipulate. Youth are not, yeah, you know. They're, they're valuable they're, at that age. Yeah, they're valuable. They will grow, but they're easily manipulated. What are what are our schools doing today with these liberal agendas to manipulate your children into thinking a certain way? Mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, my, uh, my, uh, not MySpace, uh, Facebook, all of that's a manipulation tool to get children to see. That's why that's why Zuckerberger's in federal fucking court for manipulating the votes of how many ads you see for Democrats, how many ads you see for Republicans, or the the ads that you don't see for Republicans. And then every time you post something that is that is based in fact. You get a fact checker, boom, nope, that's pulled yeah. off there. You can't do that. But if I put a post, and I did this, that Joe Biden himself ran into an apartment building, saved four children, and then put out the fire himself, do you think that got fact checked? Nope. No. I can post exact facts about what Joe Biden has done. I can post exact facts that come off a CDC website, and it gets taken down for... For fact check, this is not true, and yeah. it gets pulled off. No, this is from the CDC website. Mm-hmm. So you cannot tell me that Facebook is not in on their agenda. You cannot tell me that that we're not manipulating our children into thinking a certain way. Yeah, well, it wasn't a Jen Psaki. She literally said on national TV that we are working with Facebook. We are censoring uh, misinformation. Like, what do you mean? Isn't that like the First Amendment? Like, literally, the First Amendment is when government involves himself in a silence political or whatever views that they don't align with like she literally said it on national tv not a word has been said about it like literally the government is participating in censoring and what our children see uh i mean even if you talk to your kids nowadays you know they think socialism is not necessarily a bad thing i mean they use uh, these oh it's for the good of everybody kindness love oh all this good things and like we wouldn't disagree you know there's some good things uh, that are out there um but if you actually look at the history of socialism and marxism and all that kind of stuff a lot of dead bodies i'm talking millions there, and there's millions. a reason people are leaving these communist socialist companies swimming across an ocean to get into our country 
Yep. There's a reason. If it's as grand as it is, why aren't the people in this country going to those countries? Yeah. You notice we're not actually importing any uh, um, people from uh, Cuba, right? Why is that? Because they're actively trying to get out of a communist society, and they have probably have something to say to us. They probably have some guidance of this is what happens in, in, in communism. You know, plain and simple, but we're not uh, we're not taking immigrants from them, right? Who's That's- the Who's the the pop star, um, bulldog the bull? Oh, Pitbull. A Pitbull. Yeah. In his last concerts, he's he's talking about just that. Yep. He's talking about look, if you don't love America, fuck you. He's yeah. like, I respect you're your crazy. opinion, but you're fucking crazy. Yeah. He's like, my family has come from this country. Yeah. This is what's going on. If you guys don't see that, look into history. Yep. Go look at my country. Go look at what Venezuela. Go look at Australia. Australia is the the perfect example of why we do not give up our guns. Yep. Australia used to have guns. They used to have rights. They were a lot like America. Yeah, they did it for uh, public safety, right? They turned in their guns willingly, right? Because yep. I mean, willingly. who wouldn't? Who wouldn't yep. want to? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Just turn in my gun, and then crime goes away. All that. I mean, yeah, that sounds brilliant. Because yeah, you know, law abiding criminals, they don't. They they'll turn in their guns too. Yeah, the criminals. Right? I'm sure they do. Yeah, definitely. Probably why they're criminals, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, hell, here's my gun. I'll get rid of the the killing by me giving you. I'm a law abiding citizen. I've never shot a gun at another human. I'm gonna give it to you because yeah. I'm gonna stop mass shootings. Yeah, the Democrats are using that nowadays. They're like, you know what? We need to get rid of the guns. And even Biden himself, I'm coming after your guns. He literally said it yep. on national TV. I'm coming after your guns. Right. Well, then we're just like Australia. We're just like the Jews. We don't have an opportunity to defend ourselves we don't we're we're just sitting ducks at the whim of the powers that be luckily that on our side that there are a lot of people who understand history and they've had a lot of boating accidents i don't know why they would why they would have their guns in boats but there's a lot of boats in the bottom of the ocean that have guns that have guns in them and i i don't know if they float I think that these guns go to the bottom of the ocean with the boat. Never to be found again. Never to be found again. And that's, it's a real crime. It's a travesty. It is. It's a shame. It's a shame. Those guns are no longer uh, registered because they were lost at sea. Yeah, ro- lost at sea. And, you know, it, it would have been great to have those because maybe then we could have fought back. That, yeah. that, that, that type of stuff. Yeah, I had so. a boating accident on the river this year, actually. I lost some things myself, so. Yeah. Yep. That was that's that was tough. I remember you you cried. I did cry when you called me. Clambo. Like, I was like, dude, I lost all opportunity boat, to defend myself. The boat was myself. in the water. Yep, my AR fifteen. Well, you know what? We're not going to talk about that. But lost some things. What's all that? Oh, we got some cash. We got some cash money. Yeah. You certainly can have one of my beers. So, bug out bags. Bug out bags. All right. So, um, what do we think? Uh, scenarios. So, my my, you know, like I was saying, the 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 government's going to come, the military is going to come. The video on my Facebook, they only need twenty four hours. Well, if they're going, if they only need twenty four hours, let's just take Spokane or Moses Lake. How much area is there? Can they do if they need twenty four hours to mobilize? How many how many homes are they hitting in that twenty four hour period? How far away do you need to be? So having that meeting point, having that just plan, that plan of getting out of town. And then I've been working on scenarios of, of getting back. Like our homes have a lot of stuff in them. And this is the, this is the, the prepper 
part of being prepared. Once you get out with your bug out bag, eventually you've got to get back in. So you've got to have a plan. You've got to know where you're going. You've got to come in under the dark of night. You've got to be able to do certain things with no light. So I would imagine having a scenario, having a, a, a pathway of being out of town to get back into the house without being seen, getting the stuff that you need, the supplies you need, and then getting back out. Yeah, ultimately, they can't cover everything all the time, you know, so they're going door to door to door, but once you're, you know, they go through your house, you're not there, uh, they'll probably ransack it, they might even fire it, you know, who knows what's going on, but uh, eventually they got to move on to the next place, there's not enough of them. One one thing that I kept getting asked, because I've, I've asked several people about the bug out bags that they have and what they use, and or how they stock it, and they're, and they're like, well, why don't we just get in our vehicles and just drive? They're going to shut the highways down. They don't want people going, oh, no, I know what's going on. We're leaving. So they're going to shut down Highway 27, Highway 395, Highway 195, Highway 90, I-90, and then Highway 2. They will be able to do that. Yep. Our government is not going to collapse the infrastructure of this country because they need to be able to then turn it back on and have a functioning society. They want to get rid of the infidels. They want to get rid of us. The undesirables. The undesirables. The free thinkers. The free thinkers, the unvaxxed, the, you know, I don't, I don't. Uh, Christians, you know, let's just be, let's call a spade a spade, man. They're going to, their Christianity is literally, it's at war. The left is at war against Christianity and that's what they're doing. That's my mind. So they're gonna if they're gonna shut down the roadways, that's the purpose of the bag. You want to be able to grab the bag by foot and then get out. Hopefully you have some time that you can kind of collect your thoughts and then grab, you know, your bag plus whatever else. My thought is this is gonna happen during winter. You're gonna need to be wearing a coat, you're gonna need to be wearing proper footwear, you're gonna need to have pants that will deflect the the snow probably off of you. They're not going to do this during the summertime when people can just leave and be able to be outside. They're going to take advantage of the weather going, well, I'm not prepared to run in the ice and the snow and the rain and all that stuff. Yep. So I I think we still have some time from the point you listen to this podcast to the point where they're knocking on doors. Yep. So start preparing now. Get these bags going. Get your food uh, plan going. And get the supplies that you need. And uh, again, we'll go over the the prepper part of of what you should have uh, in in other shows. But for right now, I want to focus on the bags. Um, the questions that I that I get are these questions need to be answered and thought out before. You know, you let me let me rephrase that. Where am I going? What do I what do I do? Where where is my meeting point? You need to have all of this stuff thought about before the scenarios happen. You know, being a being a free thinker isn't meaning you're a conspiracy theorist. You're planning on something happening. That doesn't that th- those are two different things. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the same thing, but I'm just creating scenarios. As a baseball catcher, I'm seeing the entire game in front of me. But I've already ran that game through my head of different situations. Am I a conspiracy theorist of the game of baseball? No, you're just prepared. Prepared. Yeah. 
So uh, that's how I, that's how I'm kind of correlating that and how I'm, how I'm seeing that. But the questions that come up need to be answered before the situation arises. Yeah. Gotta be ready. Have your points, have your, you know, your plan of getting out. Can I drive? Am I going to be able to do that? Do I need to leave on foot? Do I need to leave at night? Do I need to, where's, where's my trail? Where, where am I going? Those kind of things need to be thought of before the situation happens. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm mapping out my each, points. Yeah, each scenario. Yeah. And I'll be damned if I'm going to tell you my points there, creepy-ass Joe Biden. <laughs> um, I have a screenshot, and I have a note here. If I can get into my phone... I have a screenshot of the bag packing process and and the the bag itself with the questions that are that you need to answer are, you know, where do I go? What things what will things be like? So in the winter time, obviously going to be cold. Is it going to be raining? Is it going to be snowing? Those those different situations. If it was during the summertime, now you're like, all right, is it going to be hot? How much water do I need to bring yeah, with me? You'll need more. Um, during the wintertime, you're going to need warmth. You're going to need shelter. You're going to need um, the different preppers, different survivalists will tell you to take an extra pair of clothes, extra socks. Wool. Others not, not will cotton. not. Others say do not take another pair of clothes. That's extra weight that you might not need. You might not have time to change. That's extra weight now that you have. That was interesting because I didn't think of that either. I have, you know, I, I will probably bring an extra pair of socks, wool socks, something thermal. But they make lightweight sleeves. They make white light, lightweight um, under tights that, you know, we use them for football, baseball, yep. Yep. softball, whatever. But you're pretty warm. I know I'm pretty warm in mine. So mm-hmm. those will definitely be in my bag. Um, what is the aftermath going to be? So I think in that that question is natural disaster type stuff. You know, what's what's our situation? What are we going to come home to after that? Is there flooding, hurricane, uh, volcano, Yellowstone erupts and creates a hole you know what are we coming home to that's more of that that's not more you know that's if the government's going door to door we're going to come home to a boarded up home home that's been gone through and cleared with an x over the plywood just like they just like they did in new orleans over katrina yep they went through and they went through and took everybody's guns for the public safety down in katrina do you think they got their guns back oh no no they did not because they could not identify, in air quotes, we can't identify whose these guns are. You're not getting your gun back. Yeah, yeah we're going to take them for your safety. Yep. So that's why we do not get rid of our guns. And when they were down in Katrina, they were tearing into walls. They were tearing floorboards. They were tearing into walls because people were then hiding their guns. They, they knew what was going on. That's why we don't give up our guns. Um what kind of injuries will you be around? So natural disaster type stuff. What is your physical and mental state going to be like at the time? That's why That's why if you're prepared, and I, I've been telling my daughter this for driving, you need to, while you're driving down the road, you need to be prepared for that car to cut you off, that car to move over in your lane as you're in that lane. Um, 
you know, people coming up behind you. You need to be prepared for all of these. Just, just, just think yeah, about that it. That kid, you know, chasing a soccer ball across the street. Runs right in front. You, Boom. You've already thought about it. You're prepared for it. You then react. You don't panic. In a situation you come and you grab this bag, you take a moment. Take a moment. Just think through your plan because you've already thought about it. Should be. I wouldn't write anything down. I wouldn't have anything in your phone, in an email. If you talk to other people about it, it needs to be voiced. It needs to be eyeball to eyeball. Don't write anything down because if the government is coming to knock on your door, you don't want to have any trail, any tracing of where you're going. Yeah, because they'll have capabilities, uh, internet and all that kind of stuff. They'll be able to communicate, but you will not be able to. What what the biggest bummer is going to be is not being able to take my dry fly cock, can cocktails. That would be a shame, bro. That would be a shame. Be a damn shame. You better have a little uh, little stockpile outside. Have, have, have a stockpile. Get down there to dry fly downtown Spokane. Get your canned cocktails. Get your whiskey, your bourbon, your vodkas. And they. I just saw the post on Facebook today. They're hiring a, uh, the chef for their kitchen. It's an amazing location. Get down there before, before the government shows up. Get down there. Stock up on your whiskeys. And... Whiskey, alcohol, coffee—that might all become barter. You know, if the world goes to shit, mm-hmm. cash is going to be nothing. Nothing. How are we bartering? Coffee, whiskey, canned cocktails from Dry Fly. Get down to Dry Fly and uh, check out Terry and the staff. They're doing an amazing job down there. Tell them about the show and tell them that you're prepared with their canned cocktails. You know, there's that old expression that hard times make hard men. Hard men make easy times. Easy times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. You and I talked about that exact saying from Joe Rogan. And right now we are in a severe time where we have soft men leading this country. Big time. And it is, and that is why we're in the situation that we are. That's why we need to have our plans that we made because we are strong men trying to get through the hard times. Soft men have made hard times. Hard times create strong men. We're ahead of the game. Yeah. We're strong men. We're prepared. We are we have our bags, we have our preps and now we're going to kind of go into why we're going to go into what goes in to our bags. And with with the soft leadership that we have, we have to take these drastic measures. We have to protect our family that our government says, no, no, you trust us. The government's here. We'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah, trust the government. President Reagan said the worst words that could ever come out is the government's here and we're here to help. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you can't get any more, any more scarier than those. Yeah, definitely. Right? All right, so when I'm when I was doing the research for this, I wish I damn Mike get the doing the research for this. They're they're saying the number one thing is not to not to split up the bags for time, split them up for priority. So I'm a, and and from what I've been gathering from this from the the different websites is the priority of the situation in which you're in. What I feel is going to happen is going to happen during the wintertime. So we need to be prepared for the wintertime. 
our main priority during the winter time is warmth and cover and shelter. So that's kind of how we're, you know, and I think depending on the, the different seasons and the different priorities, your bag needs to change. I guess if you want to go out and you go, I got my winter bag, I got my summer bag, I got my spring bag. Well, they're very different. They have different scenarios, yeah, for sure. They're all different. So bag number one should be stored and packed so that it is the quickest grab-and-go. This will be your most well-rounded bag, jack-of-all-trades, but it lacks the the mastery of covering everything. Your bag number two is going to kind of more give you that mastery part the the bag number one is going to cover a wide range of scenarios yeah the essentials the the essentials um bag number two will kind of be in the same aspect as bag number one but you're gonna you're gonna add things you're gonna add weapons you're gonna add shovels you're gonna add a little bit more food and then your seasonal outerwear. And again, it kind of depends on who you're talking to. That clothing aspect is extra weight, but you might need it. In the middle of winter, you might need to have that, you know, that survivalist. <clears throat> when you have packed your bags, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the list that they that they kind of want you to have for, for bag number one, but I want you to kind of go what what's in your bag? Uh, okay, so uh, my first bag is is the heaviest by any means. It's the one that is you only have one bag to grab, um, so you kind of have to have you know uh, probably the essentials of all four bags into the one. Um, and so you know, let's just talk about you know water. Um, you know, water's heavy, right? Uh, it's what eight pounds for one gallon of water, right? Um, and so, you know, I have two little side spots. It's on the outside of my bag and they'll hold one liter each, right? Well, one liter each, that's only half a gallon. That's not going to get you very far. Um, so you have to have a little water filtration system. So, you know, or tablets or any of that kind of stuff, you know, so you have to think water, um, human being can only go a couple days without water. So you have to have that, um, you know, um, I, 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 when I sleep, I sleep in hammock tents. I don't know you, if you love your hammock, <laughs> dude, they're so comfortable, bro. And when you actually, when they come in their package, I just get mine. They're simple at Walmart. They're like 30 bucks each, um, with some rope. And it literally takes up like not even 10% of my bag. Um, and so, and then, you know, you're also going to need a tarp. Right, you need to cover yourself in case it's raining, it's snowing. You know, you don't want the snow or or even the sun, the elements, the wind. So you have to have a good uh, hammock tarp. Uh, you'll spend about sixty bucks uh, between the two, maybe seventy-five. Um, you know, uh, I carry a side pistol, um, so I have a little. I have ammo, extra ammo. You want to have about six clips, minimum. You know, and so that's got a little bit of weight. Um, food. Right, um, they got the you know MREs, you know meals ready to eat. Um, they're lightweight. You just add water, boil, right? And so you also need a small heat source. Uh, get online, look at YouTube on how to make little uh, little lanterns type stuff. It doesn't require a whole heck of a lot. I'm talking like you can fit it in in a sandwich bag. Literally, it's that small. Um, you know, and, and so that regards, you know, that's really not a whole heck, a lot of my bag that's a uh, cover, you know, that's filled up with that. 
Um, you need to have uh, a lighter. You need matches. Uh, you know, you need to be able to make a fire. You know, whether it's, you know, fire is a lifeblood. You know, I mean, to an extent, you have to be able to make fire. You have to be able to keep yourself warm. Um, if you eat, you have to be able to heat your food, right? So, you know, it's a good idea to throw a can opener in there with, uh, you know, a few cans of food that'll last you, you know, and our bucket bags are only for 72 hours, 24, 72 hours, you know? And so, you know, those things, um, uh, you, you have to have a sleeping bag, you know, uh, that, that takes up probably half of your storage or, you know, or maybe you, you know, you can strap it to the top of your bag, but you figure 50 pounds in your bag, you know, you get on a plane, you know, you only have 50 pounds. Uh, and they've got the, they've got the sleeping bag under the, the level two bag. So you're, you know, you're, you're grabbing go bag right next to the door. It's not going to have weapons. It's not going to have uh, the sleeping bag. It's not good. They say you don't need the um, heat source. Yeah. That's more for your intricacy bags. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. <clears throat> but you know. it's it's individual. There's no perfect yeah. bag, and they yeah. said that right away. That's good and the bad. There is no universal perfect bag. It's yeah. it's preference yeah. as well as your carrying capacity. Yep. You know, your your son isn't going to be able to carry as much as you are. Your you know your your daughter isn't going to carry as much as you are. So you're going to have to carry the brunt of you know the, the weight. weight. Yeah. So you're going to need more water because of that, right? You're uh, carrying more, and so you need more water. Um, they have, in the prepared.com, <clears throat> they have three different levels of bags. Level one in every bag, and this should be in everything that you have, a first aid kit. How, However, you want to you wanna break up that first aid kit, what you want to have in there, that you've got to have something. So first aid kit, uh, portable water source with a hard canteen, um, that's just to have drinking water. That's not your filtration system. That That's later on. Uh, collapsible <clears throat> vessel to drink out of. I guess it does have water filter in this one as well. So your, I've got a... Um, I've got a water filtration system that goes through a little bottle and then you, you dump it out. But I don't know how many. So I've got to get extra tubes for the water to filter through for this water filtration system. Yeah, you can spend a couple hundred dollars and you can grab the osmosis system mm-hmm. to, to purify your water. So that way you can drink out of the lakes, drink out of the rivers, <clears throat> some stream, you know, that you come across. But... No, it's just more weight. Yep. That's more for your, I'm able to load up my pickup and I'm able to go type type deal. So you won't be able to carry that, but that portable water is the is the, the way around that for your first and second bag. Um, tablets, like you had mentioned, uh, food that's ready to eat, lighters, care, always carry two, and then Tinder. I don't know why we're having dating apps in our first bag, but, you know, I guess <laughs> if you're lonely. trying to stay warm... That's right. <laughs> Tinder. <clears throat> that is kindling for for starting fires. They call it Tinder. Tinder is a um, is a more flammable fire starter. Mm-hmm. Is is what is what Tinder is. Um, a headlamp for the top of your head so that you can see where you're looking for. Um, a field knife. This is your knife that is is sharp on the end, but you can also do other things with it. You can saw from the other end to get branches for your for your fire needed. Um, it's like a, a Leatherman almost. Yeah. That's, you know, multi-use field knife. 
um, they also have a multi-tool. So I have, I have a knife, but it's a hammer. It's a saw. It's a tweezers. It's pliers. It's, um, it's a, got a bunch of other stuff that's yeah, in there. Cool. Screwdrivers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. Um, it has a cordage, 50 feet of cordage, the tarp, like you had said, a waterproof paper and pen. And that's so you can keep notes. When you have these bags, like I brought up, once you get out of town, you've got to be able to come back in town. But if you're not paying attention to where you're going, you need to be able to write down different markers to make your way back to town. Oh, that's smart. Okay. So having a waterproof paper and pen to be able to um, write down your notes, write down your path, you know, whatever. Uh, that's very valuable in surviving, okay? Um, <clears throat> this has, number one, your USB paper, your U- USB drive, and, and whatever papers, documents that you might need. Um, it says to have some cash on hand um, if you end up in a, you know, barter situation. You know, with, what, how I feel the country's going to go, they're not going to collapse, they're not going to crumble the country because eventually they do want to turn it back on and then have... Society, Society as they, is normal. As they so, want it. You know, there's the the rumor of one world government. There's a one world currency. There's all that. But have cash on hand because we, you know, we do hope for the best that we will be able to get back to normal. Um, camp soap, condensed camp soap, uh, um, your hand... Oh, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, uh, a roll of toilet paper, <clears throat> nail clippers, and it says hat, socks, underwear, pants, and a, and a top layer like a sport coat. Again, it depends on who you're talking to. It depends on how much room you have. It depends on the situation. Yep. So if it's in the summertime, the springtime, you probably don't need these extra clothes. Maybe extra extra chonies. Yeah, extra unders sunblock you know yeah, yeah sunblock um, um definitely add that in because you are going to need that a bandana you know mine my bag i have uh 12 different bandanas because i can use them as a tourniquet i can you can use them as an ice bag yep. like we're going to have ice but you know you can get it cold and you can wipe yourself off and you know stuff like that but um Lip balm. It, it does have. Oh, I've got two things of chapstick. You know, yeah. I don't go anywhere without my chapstick. Of course not. Yeah. So I've already got two in there. Um, this has, and it's interesting because because it does have a one and a two way radio that it does to have in there. Um, extra batteries, nine volt, triple A and double A. And we had talked about having a recharge system. Yeah, those, so, they have some solar uh, deals where you can put on the ben- end of your pack, and it can charge your, you know, batteries, uh, your phone if you, you know, if you take it with you. Yep. Um, all kinds of devices. Yep. And I'm gonna have. I've already got one uh, of the recharge stations, the recharge um, cells. I'm probably gonna have four or five more. Yeah. You know, and then that way we can have two or three per bag, and. They, all they got to do is hang out of the bag and then charge, you know, they've got a, the the clip yep. to clip them onto whatever, the recharge, and then that way you can recharge your batteries for your flashlight or your battery or your flashlight has a recharging port in it. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of things these days are, are convenience, but they have to be recharged. Mm-hmm. So have these, have these, these packs. One thing as well, I have a badass, a battery cell. 
and I can do um, three different full phone recharges with this one battery pack. I would be very disappointed if I forgot this when that time comes, I need this bag. I will be grabbing that and my hard drive as well. That will be going in that bag because I can't lose, I can't, that has all of my life pictures and family photos and all that stuff. It's all on there. So hopefully we get to a society where we can open that back up again. But, um, Well, and it comes with bartering, too. You're going to run into people that, you know, they have these devices. They don't have any way of charging, you know, or charging, you know, recharging their batteries. Uh, you can trade. You know, you'll be like, hey, I'll charge your batteries. Uh, you know, why don't you give me a can of that uh, chili over there? or, or Coffee. Whatever. It's coffee. <laughs> coffee. Uh, yeah, a can of chew. Yeah. You know, you guys will trade a lot for a can of chew when they don't have any. The second level, and this is your going to be your second bag, Okay. So another first aid kit that maybe add on a little bit more to it um, since you are going to have a little bit more room. You've already got bag one. Now we're adding on to bag two. So you're going to have a little bit more food, um, food that needs boiling because we are going to have a water source or a, a heat source to be able to cook the food that needs to be needs to be boiled. We've got stormproof matches, so waterproof matches. They will light. You know, we've got lighters before, but if it gets wet, if they go out, we want to have those matches as a as a plan B or a strikable flint. Yeah, and also those uh, birthday candles that uh, you light them, you try to blow them out, and they just start back up. Actually, I uh, was watching a podcast uh, about that where – uh, you know, if it's raining, it's cold out, you start one of those uh, little candles, and, man, it, they, it just keeps going. And, you know, that's probably a pretty wise that's thing. A good, that's a good idea. They're yep. lightweight. Yeah. There's yep. 12, I think, in a pack. Don't take up no weight, no yep. really no space at all. Um, actually, going back to the, the uh, first aid kit you're talking about. Um, don't forget your Benadryl. Don't forget, um, you know, Neosporin, antibiotic uh, ointment type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, whatever uh, prescription medications that you need, um, you know, you got high blood pressure, you got diabetes, make sure you, uh, you know, you're packing your insulin glucometer. Um, you know, I, I would say Tylenol, Tylenol, ibuprofen, those are, you know, aspirin. Does uh, that, does Tylenol and ibuprofen go bad or does it take a, a while uh, well, for let's that just, to go bad. Let's just say if it's expired, I'm going to take it anyways with full confidence that it's working. Okay. You know, um, yeah, it's it, the shelf life is I think is a year once you open it. Um, you know, keep that little uh, moisture deal inside it. Don't just pull it out and flick it on the ground. Keep it in there. It's in there for a reason. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely make sure you have uh, yeah Tylenol, ibuprofen, Benadryl. Claritin, um, eye drops, um, you know, just the real basic. If you have heartburn, man, make sure you got some Prilosec and some Tums in there, bro. Yeah, I eat some Tums. We had some uh, sushi just now. I'm going to be eating some Tums tonight, that's for sure. (laughs) All right, back to the second bag. That's where your sleeping bag comes into play. Um, A lot of these survival packs, you can get the sleeping bag to go along with it. It's lightweight, 30 below, um, but they will connect right to the bottom of your bag. So that you don't have to get it in the bag; it's underneath, clipped right in. So a, a, a bonus to having that that specific bag for the sleeping bag, um, or it, or else it'll go on top. Like mine goes on top of the bag; some go on the bottom. Um, a sleeping mask and earplugs. I don't know. Maybe if you can't sleep with the wildlife. I don't know. I want to hear everything that's going on. Uh, if you ask me, uh, I want to hear. I want to hear twigs snapping. Yeah. I want to hear the. You know, if it's a deer going through, 
I want to be awake for this, you know, but again, they're not thinking, they're not making this list for government chasing you down to give you the poison pill. Yeah. Right. So, uh, wet naps, travel toothbrush, chapstick, sunglasses, goggles, um, gloves, pistol maps, which I think should be in number one. Anyway, the paper maps, uh, compass should be in the paper map or in the, in bag number one. Um, and then this is saying like a deck of cards, headphones, and uh, and your outside garbage bags because we need to clean up in the end of days, right? Need to have no the garbage <laughs> bags. Actually, I think that's pretty good for pooping in or something, you know. I mean, but um, that's what the shovel is for. Yeah, well, for Go sure. Big hole. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, you know if you have one of those little. Uh, gosh, portable toilets, I think, is uh, reasonable if you're going to be out for an extended period of time. But most likely, like you said, you know, a shovel, uh, pickaxe, um, you know, now I'm thinking, you know, more protection. Um, you know, in my other bag, I'm going to have my AR-15 in there. I'm going to have uh, quite a bit of bullets in there and, you know, ready for something else. Um, things that, uh, you know, you'd consider maybe, um, you know, just extra um Gosh, well, let me let me get to the third bag because you're you're naming off all the stuff that's in this third bag. Here. Okay, yeah. Um, again, an even more advanced first aid kit. Every bag needs to have a first aid kit in there. That's the this this website. Every website that I went to have a first aid kit that is in full compliance with the, everything that you're going to need. Yeah, I have um, a suture kit in mine, you know, filled with lidocaine. I can, you know, if someone has a, a pretty good laceration, I'll be able to take care of them, you know, um, you know, bandages, um, maybe ace wrap if you sprained your ankle or your knee or something like that. Uh, um, maybe those ice packs that you can just break, you know, and it's mm-hmm. instant ice. Uh, they yep, have cold the same compress. Th- that's on this one as well. Yep, same thing with heat packs. You know, they, they sell them at Walmart pretty cheap, you know, and it could really, you know, keep you from getting frostbite or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just going to add on to the heat pack. We know we're going to be going out in wintertime. Have the hand warmers. They're lightweight, and they will they just fit in your pocket. Keep your fingers warm as you're, you know, if you're having to walk to wherever you're walking to. However, you can have six, seven, eight of those in your bag. They don't take up much room, and they have zero weight to them. And also, yeah, I guess, you know what, that's a good reason for the garbage bags, actually. If you have the big, uh, you know, uh, 50-gallon bags, the black ones, uh, you cut a hole in the top and a couple for your arms. You got a little poncho, a rainproof poncho. It's going to hold in the heat. Um, you know, if you don't need it for that reason, it, it can hold all kinds of things that you find along the way. You know, you might be foraging. You might, you know, you stumble across uh, some berries or whatever else. You might throw them in there for, you know, later time. Um, this, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, so bag number three, uh, it says that's when you want to have your tent, which I think that needs to be in bag number two. I think number one. Yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) but it's, it's, you know, it's kind of just depends on what are we, what are we running from? Yeah. Okay. Um, full magazines. So your magazines are already full. You wanted six. I would think, you know, just kind of depends on the situation. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. you know, but they're all full. They're all ready to go. And one thing we had talked about not being able to use radios. If we're running from something, they're going to be able to pinpoint where we're at within a radius. We're going to get caught. A signal mirror. Oh, yeah. Right? Where we can communicate with the mirrors. And we, you know, unless they're in that location, we should be able to see 
where we're at from our vantage points. Now they're coming into our area. We can have signal mirrors to be able to communicate with each other. Yep. So that was a good one. Um, your whistles, which I, I, you know, if we're, if we're trying to hide, we don't want to have whistles. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, they are useful if we're, but well, if you you know if you're past a point of hiding and you know let's just say you stumble across a freaking cougar or something like that, you want to get your help right there, you know, and you're a hundred yards away, you kind of spread out a little bit, uh, you know, that'll get you know the attention of the people that you want to. But you know, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a risk. Uh, a blade sharpener. Mm-hmm. So we we've got knives, um, hatchets. We've got. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a um, machete. Oh yeah, that's, you've been talking about that my, a while. You I a will machete. have a machete. You'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, Rambo out there with the machete. I love it. Uh, I need that thing sharp. So yeah. a blade sharpener, um, another pair of socks, duct tape. Oh yeah, you know what? A field guide book, um, and then different uh, fasteners, zip ties, zip ties, and Carbono uh, rings. And this has a Ranger bands. So I don't know what Ranger bands are. Uh, I don't know either, actually. I can only imagine they're the ones that you can loop around itself to secure something. Pro- you know. Probably. Yeah. Maybe, no, I would. I was thinking more for, like, hoisting. You know, we can use the band instead of, if we don't have a wheel, we have these bands that we can hoist things up to get underneath. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. I, I, we'd have to look into that. One thing that is not on here, though, is I don't see anything for... Um, anything for reloading? Oh yeah, you know, and that that might be that might be the next set. You yeah. know, your your bags, your you know, if you have a vehicle, you can obviously load up more, load up as much as you can, and having a reload station is yeah. you know because ammo is going to be thin. You know, for end of the world situation, having a reload station is is going to be awesome. Another thing that is not on here. Is a fishing pole? Oh There's gosh, no I can't believe I didn't pole, get that. Right, and oh. I've got that. I've got I've got tackle in my bag. I've got a, a portable fishing pole that goes down to about seven inches, yeah. and then it just extends out to a full pole. Yeah, right. Probably got to redo the line in it. Probably not a bad idea. It's been a while. Yeah, but but I do have that. That is in my bag. That's sitting right here beside me. Actually, I don't think the pole is in there. But uh, I know the tackle is, all the tackle is. And it's got one of the ones, too, where if we have to use a stick or I've got that handheld plastic thing that looks like a kite string, yeah, we can use we can use that as well, and we can fish with that. Well, I so. can tell you one thing: I have been outfished by some dudes that literally had a fishing line wrapped around a beer can, and <laughs> they literally just whip it out there. And I've I've literally been outfished by those kind of guys. Um, you know, uh, I watch uh, Walking Dead, and uh, you know, gosh, I think I need a samurai sword, uh, something silent but deadly. Actually, uh, one of my uh, to go bags, something I'll just be carrying on me actually over my shoulder is my compound bow with a dozen uh, dozen arrows uh, you know attached to it you know one yep. is you can uh, forge for food you see a deer or you know a raccoon or whatever else but also let's just say someone comes in your camp and you need to make it silent and deadly uh, a, you know compound bow uh, with some of those uh, you know uh, sharp tipped uh, points there and mm-hmm. uh, I tell you what you can uh, make a mess of somebody in a hurry yep we uh, I've got my bow as well we've got extra um, arrows to go along with that. So it's just going to have to be a situation of how fast and how much time do we have to grab things. Mm. Also, um, it's not, it's not a bad idea to buy ammo 
for guns that you do not own. Because somewhere along the line, you're going to come across a 9mm. You're going to come across a 270 rifle. Yep. And if you have shells for that, you know, you don't need a full, you know, full 5, 6, 7 magazines full. You can just have a cartridge. That way you have something to use that, that weapon for. Or just barter with someone else. Someone else has that uh, particular weapon and, you know, you don't, uh, but they, they're out of bullets. I tell you what, they'll be willing to trade mm-hmm. quite a bit for that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just being prepared. Ammunition is going to be key for scenarios like the government is after us. Yeah. You know, because you're only going to have, if, if they only need 24 hours to mobilize, we are only going to have an hour at, at, I think at late at most oh, yeah. we're going to have an hour. Mm-hmm. So get to your house, take a deep breath and then stick to the plan, yep. you know, and, and having, having, and I talked about this in the last podcast, having like-minded individuals around you, your neighbors, talk to your neighbors, set up plans with your neighbors, but you also need to be able to trust your neighbors right? They'll, they might say that they're on board, but they're going to point. They went that way. Yeah. You know, you've got to have that relationship with your neighbors. Now is probably too late to build that relationship, but it's probably something that you might want to just start doing, but I wouldn't give away plans. Now don't tell them what you have necessarily, but you know what, talk to them uh, about, you know, their concerns or what, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe what they're doing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you cannot get by on your own. You're going to need people. You're going to need a community of people to get through this, especially if it's extended type situation scenario. Um, and so I think the more people that, you know, you can rely on and trust, you know, maybe they have something that you need and vice versa. Like we said, bartering, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. There's more in common with your neighbor than probably the differences and stuff. So, you know, um, you know, that's definitely, you know, resources that you're going to need to survive long-term, you know, I mean, if you're just getting 24, 72 hours, that's one thing, but a prolonged situation, you're going to need people. I was going up and down my street of trying to think of who was, um, like-minded. my thought was I was going to grab them, take them down to Crave, go have a burger at Crave, go get a beer and just kind of talk about it. Crave eats, drinks, nightlife, Downtown Spokane, Jacob and the staff, they do an amazing job. They've got a full kitchen. They've got your appetizers, well drinks, bottled drinks, jello shots. Get down to Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, downtown Spokane. Come up with your prepper plans. Come up with your friendly neighbor plans and start planning for what's coming to us. Back to the preparedness part, you know, the, the prepping part. Every, you know, you want to have the extra supplies your extra soda, water, propane tanks, gas tanks, um, stuff, stuff like that. That that's going to be a different podcast. But what we're going to need, if we do have time, let's say we do have an hour, we need to load the truck up. What are you going to throw in the back of your truck if we have time to get somewhere out of in the middle of nowhere, wherever our point is that we've already discussed? I'm sorry, government, that we have not discussed. We have no clue where we're going. What are we going to be throwing in our in our truck? 
Yeah, um, so like uh, just like Kevin said, you know what, you want to make sure that you have a good truck in good working condition, that your oil change has uh, been recently, uh, you know, done, and, you know, you got good tire pressure and all that kind of stuff, uh, transmission's in good shape, uh, windshield wiper fluid, um, and, you know, I would say this is one of those moments where you need to have totes. You know, everyone has those big totes where you st- stick all your stuff, and those should just be already loaded with the extras, and so yep. I'm thinking, you know, your propane fire, um, you know, grilling, you know, type stuff. They can really fold into one of those with, you know, a dozen of those little, you know, one liter propane deals that you just screw on in. Um, very wise uh, little deal because you're going to use it anyways. We all go camping and stuff. And man, I, you know what? Stock up on that stuff. Stock up on extra water, your extra food. You know, I mean, you can have a hundred pounds of food in a small tote, you know, that, you know, you can just toss in the back of there all ready to go. Make sure it's food that you eat regularly got a can opener to access it uh pots and pans you know the bigger kind of items um you know maybe throw in an air mattress in there that rolled up and you know so you, you look at your truck how much can you fit in there for i mean we went camping a couple weeks or a month ago right my truck was filled and we were only going for a couple days and so you might want to you know look into that um you know more reading you know books on the wilderness and or, or just anything, you know, throw in some Harry Potter books so you can just keep yourself, uh, you know, occupied for, you know, the hours that you have downtime. Yep. Get a, Grab a guitar. Ooh, that's a good you idea. You know, have, a, have an acoustic guitar just to break up the noise, the, 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 the silence. Have some background noise. Might be a terrible player, but it's, it's something there. Yeah. You know, you got to understand the situation that you're in. If you're if you're hiding, obviously you're not going to play the guitar. But if it's if it's a natural disaster type deal, you need to have something yeah. to to break up that silence. But yeah. throwing a Bible, man, it might be a good time to it might be know. a good time to find Jesus. Absolutely. Hey, you watch the Book of Eli, right, man? There was a whole movie about that uh, nuclear holocaust, and everyone's looking for a Bible. So maybe just have a Bible in there, just because you might uh, you might benefit from a little bit of. Uh, hope well and we're we're by one of those nuclear plants you know hanford's right down the road it's three hours away from here two hours away from here but that two hours goes pretty quick when someone flicks a switch and and a bomb is thrown right i totally agree with that brother um i mean we're not we're definitely not going to have much time for that and you know if you have all of your stuff it's all prepared it's all in totes and all you really got to do is just slide it into the truck and go then maybe that's your that's your avenue of, of going, but yeah. I doubt you have much plan yeah. or much much time to to set up that plan and go. Yep, and then you know extra water. You know I think that's a good one. They got those big blue five gallon bottle. You know mm-hmm. huge jugs. I mean I don't think you'd be you know sad that you you know loaded your truck up or whatever extra space with it, just extra water. Yep. Um, your toilet papers. Uh, just to dabble in the or touch on the, the prepping part, your toilet papers, your rices, your flours, make sure you're rotating that stock. Toilet paper molds, flour creates worms. Um, the the other things that can that can mold or, or just kind of lose flavor, rotate your stock, rotate your dates. Even your canned stuff, rotate your dates. Mm-hmm. Use it in your own home and then buy what you use to put in the back of the back of the row. Yep. That way, you know, once you get out into this situation, everything is fresh. Everything is going to last a while. You've got time to use what you've brought. Yep. Extra coffee, lots of salt, sugar. You know, Americans, we love our salt and sugar. And 
Um, yeah, I think uh, your different spices. Different you know, spices. You can go down to Winco right now and get the um, the fresh bulk spices. That stuff is turned over really quick. There are so many people who who do the same thing that I do. I don't buy packaged, processed seasonings. Everything is is fresh from the bulk containers because those go actually go faster than you do buying your McCormick salts, your or McGregor salts or whatever. Oh, they I don't are. know. The I go Johnny's. through my Johnny's. I go yeah. through the Johnny's, bro. We've had we've had conversations. It's too yeah, salty yeah. for me. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I I bought four things of Johnny's the other day, but I tell you what, I'm stocked up on Johnny's. But have a thing in your bag. You know, have that salt, have that seasoning, even if it is Johnny's, you know, whatever it is, you've got to have something on your food to make it eatable. Well, and also your body, you know, if you're going to be walking, sweating and all that kind of stuff, you know, I mean, actually, if you look at your natural food sources and you go, you know, let's say you kill an elk or a deer, there's no salt in that, actually. And you're going to be sweating and you're and you're going to need that electrolyte replacement. So this uh, has been our uh, conversation on our, our own bug out bags to kind of go over what was what's kind of needed in the bags. Remember, get online. You can Google search all this as well theprepared.com and I am asking you to share this podcast. I have not asked you this for any other podcast. This series that I'm going to be doing, the survivals, the back, the the the, the go bags, the um, preparedness and the prepping shows that we're going to be doing in this stretch, we need to share those. We need to come up with like-minded individuals who have the same plan as us, but also to give your neighbor, your friend, your family member an opportunity to go, I can see why they're doing this. Maybe I should start, right? And if you have any questions, email the show, you know, ask a neighbor if you need to, but email me, uh, extralambo at gmail.com. You can send a message to me on Facebook while we have it, or call my cell phone, and, and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction to go. Um, the next two shows that we're going to have are with actual survivalists, actual guys that have lived out, trained out, prepared to live in situations like this. They are knowing what they're talking about when it comes to those survival in the winter, survival through the summer, having nothing, right? One guy, he trained with nothing. You were dropped in the middle of the forest. That's what you have. Bear grills. And these guys are these guys are awesome. You are going to enjoy these shows. Share them with your friends. Share them with your family. And hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Click notification. And that way when the new show pops up, it pops up right on the top of your screen. And get these out there. How, how, how are you doing, buddy? You all right? I'm doing you good, still brother. still with me? I'm still with you, brother. It was a good show. For Brooks Kling, my best friend, I am the Big Lambowski, Kevin Lammerding. This has been a little extra Lambo. Hit that follow. Hit that subscribe. Hit the notification. Peace. What up?